Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. Well, we have now arrived at the Saturday of Easter week, where we remember this was the day that Jesus spent in the grave, but we are often reminded that Sunday's a coming, right? That his stay in the grave was very temporary. The grave was borrowed. And tomorrow we will gather and celebrate that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. But as we have this day today in between Good Friday and Easter, and as we think about the passages that were assigned for us to read today, I want us to think about why we need Easter and why we need Good Friday, why we need the events that we celebrate this weekend, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we're going to see some compelling answers to that, especially as we start in Romans chapter 3, Romans 3, 1 through 18. And now he's been talking about the wrath of God, and really he's been starting to make a case. And in chapter one, he started with the kind of the wicked pagans of the world that clearly have rejected God and clearly are doing their own thing. But in chapter two, he really started to focus on those who were religious and even clearly those that were from a Jewish background who thought that the customs and the external rituals that they performed or the knowledge that they had of the law somehow made them better. When he says, no, they too are guilty. And so now he's going to really press home his case as he starts in chapter 3. And it's going to lead up to this punchline really in verse 10. None is righteous. No, not one. And he, he starts the chapter by saying, well, is there no advantage then to being a Jew? And he says, no, there, there is. Because he even then the main thing he talks about is we've been entrusted with the oracles of God. And that's an interesting statement where in the last chapter, he kind of got on them. Hey, just knowing the right thing doesn't make you any better. But now he's kind of saying, well, that doesn't mean that having the law was not a good thing. No, it was a great thing that we were acquainted with the writings, the scriptures, the oracles of God. And he even brings up some things to really, I think, highlight our responsibility. He, he anticipates questions that are still being asked 2,000 years later. Uh, in verse 5, when he says, but if our unrighteousness serves to show the righteousness of God, what shall we say? That God is unrighteous to inflict wrath on us? Saying, hey, if this was kind of all part of God's plan, then, you know, how how is he righteous to inflict wrath on us? And he says, you know, he's speaking in a human way. And ultimately, he says, this is how foolish people speak. Uh, you know, as some people slanderously charge us with saying, right? Uh, he makes it clear that, no, we are responsible for our sin. Even if God has some person purpose for it, we are responsible. And that leads us then to these quotes starting in verse 10 that remind us, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. 
all have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their path are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, this in a nutshell is why you and I need Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. This is why we need a Savior crucified and risen again, because you and I are not righteous. We did not seek for God. We turned aside. We were worthless. And even we think about our own words, our own desires, our lack of the fear of God. And because of all of these things, we so desperately needed a savior. And so today, especially as we read Romans chapter three, I want you to identify with that. And hopefully we we get a sense where we're not left just hanging, thinking about the problem. But this weekend, especially, we are so reminded of the solution. But I want us today to remember why, why that solution was needed in the first place. And as we reflect on our own sin and our own lack of the fear of God before he saved us, I hope that only amplifies the thanksgiving that we should all feel on this special weekend. Now let's go to Deuteronomy 18 through 20. And again, there's something here I want us to see and just maybe more as a, a picture of something we should feel as we think about um, the events of this weekend and we think about our own need. Uh, chapter 19 talks about the the cities of refuge. And these were to be provided and we eventually we'll see that there were three on each side of the Jordan River and it makes it clear that none of these were to be too far. And what was to go on here was that this was a place that someone could flee when there was some kind of accidental death or a killing that clearly was not murder. It talks about, you know, killing someone where there was no hatred. And it even uses the example of kind of some kind of almost workplace accident with an ax where someone is dead. Well, there, there was no police force that we read of in, uh, in the Old Testament in the nation of Israel. And so it talks about the avenger of blood and that in each family often it was up to that family. If someone in that family was killed to go out and to be the avenger of blood. That was kind of the, the criminal justice system. But these cities of refuge provided a place where uh, someone who was not guilty of murder could flee to be safe. And it makes it clear, hey, if you're trying to take advantage of this and you actually did commit murder, no, we're not going to let you be safe here in this city. But even just as we think about this and this reality and how they were to be available, I was struck with the power of thinking of Jesus Christ as our refuge. And every single one of us has blood on our hands, right? And ultimately even the blood of Jesus Christ, that we are guilty and it was our sin that put him on the cross. But God has provided a refuge for us, right? And so that we would not have to deal with the judgment of God for our sins. And as we think about that, 
I hope that also helps us just expand our gratitude for Jesus and the refuge that he is for us. And you can see here, it's clear that these cities were to be known. These cities were to be spread out so that they were not far from anyone. And it reminds me of how Jesus is available to every sinner. But will we run to him to refuge or not? For those of us who have, may we rejoice today knowing that we have a refuge. We have a place of safety. And because all of us are guilty, we, we all have sin in our past. And we can know that a refuge, that the vengeance, God's wrath for that sin is not going to catch up to us because we have found the perfect and complete refuge of Jesus Christ. We see some other interesting things in Deuteronomy today. In uh, chapter 18, it's reminded really of the priests and Levites, how they had no land portion. And so some of the giving that people gave to the Lord was then to be given to the Levites. That's what they were to live on. We see how they are to be set apart and not to take part in the what it calls the abominable practices of these nations that they were going in to dispossess. And we see even things like child sacrifice and fortune telling and, and divination and sorcery. Uh, they weren't to do those things. They were to listen to God. And God was going to ultimately raise up a prophet. And this ultimately is fulfilled in Jesus Christ, the ultimate prophet. And they are warned about those that make predictions, but if they don't come true, then they are a false prophet. We also see in chapter 20, some laws concerning warfare. And it's interesting to see that the first one is don't be afraid that they needed to trust God. And what an interesting first commandment for, for warfare that it ultimately wasn't about, well, how are we going to do this or that? It's no, you need to trust God and not be afraid since he ultimately is the one that is going to provide the victory. Well, since we are still in Passion Week, we go back to Passion Week in Matthew 26, where we look at verses 30 to 46. And here we're reminded really of Peter and how he talked a big game and said that he would not deny Christ, that he would deny, that he would not deny Christ, he would die with Christ. And then later, just a few verses, we see him caught sleeping when he should have been praying. And Jesus tells him in verse 41, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And here as we think of, hey, well, why do we need Good Friday and Easter? Why do we need a savior? Well, that's because every single one of us is weak, right? There's some ways we should be able to identify here with Peter. But also, hopefully, as we've read in the book of Acts, we see a transformed Peter and we know, hey, I need a savior. But when we know that risen savior, that should transform our lives uh, away from a life filled with just weakness to one that is filled with, with boldness and strength, really through the power of the Holy Spirit. But without that, you and I, we, we'd be caught sleeping just like Peter. And there's another reason why we need to be so thankful for the things that we celebrate this week. Finally, as we look at Psalm 41, verses 8 through 13, we, we see, again, a prayer here as uh, David is kind of praying in the context of his, his enemies and praying for God to deliver him and to be gracious from, to be gracious to him. And he says in verse 11, by this, I know that you delight in me 
My enemy will not shout in triumph over me. Well, he's clearly talking about some literal physical enemies that he has. But this, on this day of all days, I think it might be good for us to think about the enemies that even the scripture speaks of, the enemies of sin and death. And how we can know that God has assured victory over those things, that sin and death will not shout in triumph over me. And how do I know that? Because Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose again. So here, as we're on this Saturday in between Good Friday and in between Resurrection Sunday, as we're remembering the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I think there's a lot in our readings today that should increase our thankfulness and help us remember why we need these things. Because we, like everyone else, are not good. We are not righteous. We are sinful people. We are guilty and we need a refuge. And a Savior, crucified and risen again, He is that refuge. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And may we, knowing that we are but humble sinners who deserve punishment and death, may we rejoice in the life that is ours because the perfect Lamb of God was slain and has now risen and is seated at the right hand of God. May we rejoice in him as we remember our need this special weekend. And again, I want to invite you, if you're listening to this, to join us at Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley tomorrow for Easter services at 8 a.m., 9.45, or 11.30 a.m. So again, those are different service times than normal, but three services you can attend tomorrow. Or if you can't make it in person, you can watch online. And we would love for you to join us as we worship the resurrected Savior together. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.